Loftus for his show. show. Couple of seconds remaining, possibly. He's called time. He's called that will do. And Queensland, an 18 points to 14 win. And the crowd, they're telling you that it's uh, it's time to get ready for Brisbane. It's time for the real decider. To the scoreboard here. At conclusion, it was the Blues 34, the Maroons 10. G'day everyone, welcome to episode 225 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson and I'm joined by Mr. Rob Cox. You can't see his face on television, but Mr. Oral B himself is keen to get an Origin 3 preview in the books, or at least on the airwaves, uh, before New South Wales take on Queensland for the 2020 series. Buddy, welcome back to the show. We don't have me, Duncan, today, but I think the Queenslander um, missed his opportunity to gloat about the Maroons after uh, game one. What do you reckon? Mate, what, what's happening to Matty Duncan? Has he gone underground? Is he, can he smell a defeat in the air or something, can he? He smelt 3-0 before the series started, to be fair to him. Uh, and for the rest of Queensland, they all sort of woke up when they got through in Game 1. And, and credit to Queensland, they outplayed the Blues in Game 1. They really put them on the back foot in uh, the second half and were too good. But Game 2, Cocksmith, the uh, Nathan Cleary, Damian Cook, James Tedesco show on the back of a pretty decent forward pack. Yeah, I think they did what we thought they'd do in game one, which they never quite did in game one. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good game for, for Cleary. You know, he was under all sorts of pressure from uh, certain no-mark journalists uh, around the joint um, who all had him as the greatest origin flop of all time. Mm. His stats didn't read that good, to be honest. I mean, he um, won... Series, but hey, not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been part individual of stats apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, he got a few of those stats up on the board uh, after after uh, game two, mm. and and looked pretty good. If he can back that up with with game two, but look, like you just mentioned, and you just kind of you know you just kind of um, touched on it there. You know, there's only so much that a halfback can do when the forwards stop going forward. Yeah. You know. The, We've had freakish players in the past, like Andrew Johns, who could turn a game on their on its head. But it it doesn't matter if you're not if you're not going forward, you can't do anything as a as a halfback going backwards. Mm. It's not going to work out. You can't ball play. You can't really do anything. So um, and it was you know, much, and, it was much and field you, position in that first game as it was go forward. The Blues just well New South they got pinned. Yeah, well, New South Wales in that second half, in the first half they were right. In the mm. second half, they just stopped. They, it, I think I might have sent you a message saying it doesn't look like they've come out of the shed. And it didn't. It looked like a different team had come out of the shed, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, game two was much better. They kept their intensity up and even probably stepped it up a little bit. Um, and uh, and what about the biff? There was a bit of biff. We like a what bit do you think of, of the biff? Oh, mate. Hey? I love the fact that hey? the rules say that if you throw a punch, you get sent to the sin bin. And uh, there were mm. two Queenslanders that came in and threw them. Uh, Sewer mm. and Holmes, I believe, were the two. Uh, clear as day on the replay. There was uh, plenty of time for the DRF to get involved. He didn't get involved because it would have been, uh, what, 12 versus 10. 
if they mm. uh, enforced it to the letter of the law. But then they had the audacity to give Tino and uh, Payne Haas a fine after the game and didn't bother touching the other two. So once again, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where they're going from with, with that attitude. I think, you know, the 10 in the bin was sufficient for the two of them. Payne Haas did his little strut off the field with a uh, broken or a ripped jersey, which, mate, I thought he was big, but you saw him with half the jersey and he's an absolute monster. He's uh, a big boy, isn't he? Uh, I think yeah. Tino's still got to hit the gym a little bit more compared to, to old Payne. It was fun to watch. Well, it was good to watch. I, I, I do agree with what you're saying, mate. Um, you know, these fines, I mean, the player gets, player gets uh, penalised by leaving the field for 10 minutes and then gets a fine. I mean, are they double dipping a little or what? Uh, I, well, I didn't suspend him. That would have been hilarious. Well, it's you know, I, I just I just think once you've done it, you've kind of been punished, you know, uh, enough. Um, once you've been, you know, did who who did get the penalty from that? By the way, you remember? New South Wales, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, the game fines. was gone by that stage anyway, so the penalty didn't really matter. And they did the two tens uh, in the bin. Yep. Uh, but New yeah. South Wales, they, they rolled in game two. Queensland uh, stuck it up in game one, which leads us to game three, buddy. It's in Queensland. Uh, I'm guessing you won't be uh, heading north uh, to uh, the Sunshine State for the decider? No, the pallet jack won't let me over the, um, won't let me over the border, mate. Well, you, you'll uh, be in good station. company. I think you should go and photograph the game from Channel 9 Studios uh, <laughs> with Gus and Brace and... Sterlo and, and possibly even Rabs Warren because uh, uh, the little intel that um, Phil Gould and Bracey gave on their podcast this week is that Rabs did a test run of calling off the TV on Sunday mm. and apparently is not a happy camper that uh, that is potentially his last origin. I don't, I don't think he's retiring. I think he's, his current setup, if he's able to do it again next year, he'll just do you know one game every couple of weekends in the big matches. I think that's pretty much what he'll do for 2021, you'd think. Yeah, I think so, mate. Um, you know, there's no... Uh, I don't think there's any real health concern for him or anything like that. He doesn't like flying, so that's kind of ticks one box. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's very old school. He does like to be at the ground. Mm. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very different uh, beast, apparently, calling the game off of a TV set. Well, so, in saying that, you had to watch game one off the TV. Uh, yeah. You've been blacklisted in two states. Uh, yes. And what did you make of watching the Origin experience as opposed to being at the ground? Well, you know, in the last couple of years, I actually have missed a couple um, Origins. I, I think there was one the year before I missed because I was on a job somewhere in South Australia or something. Um, but it is different. I actually prefer it. I actually prefer to watch it on TV. Um, I prefer to watch all football on TV mm. because I can be at home. And uh, I can make a coffee if I want. I can move around the house as freely as I want. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to wear... Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to worry about catching COVID-19 or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, home, you know. I'm, I like being at home. It's good. I've got everything I need. And it makes a big difference who you're watching the game with as well. Uh, I imagine you watched it with uh, young Nate. Uh, yeah, he watched a bit of it, I think. But, you know, he's, uh, he's captivated with... Um, other stuff as well, you know, like he loves football, but he also, he's, he's on a simulator at the moment playing some driving game, you know, so, you know, he's got, he's got lots of irons in the fire, so to speak. Yeah. 
he, he wasn't really with us when Queensland won eight in a row. Tell him to enjoy if we get to three. Uh, but yeah, there's exactly. changes for Queensland heading into the decider. Wayne Bennett thankfully confirmed all those in the last 24 hours. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. We'll get it out uh, hopefully for you by Wednesday. Uh, Corey Allen will play fullback, uh, even though he's named on the wing. Uh, I think that's a good move for Queensland. That's the position that he needs to play. He, he did a pretty admirable job replacing Latrell Mitchell in that role for South. So yep. I give you a big tick. I think that's a good move from Queensland. Yeah, look, I think I think uh, Valentine Holmes, uh, you know, uh, may not be right now, but at one stage and could be again in the future, probably the best winger in the world. Um, but he's not a fullback. Um, he can fill in there and, and get by, but you want a specialty fullback, I think. Um, Valentine gets caught out every now and then in out of position and, and whatnot. And uh, wing is his spot. He's a great finisher. And, yeah. um, you know, ball playing and, and defensive stuff he shouldn't have to think about, you know. So yeah. good move uh, from from the old coach. From Uncle Benny. He's also brought Edric Lee in on the wing. And also Brenko Lee looks like he will make his debut as well. In the the Cousins. Pushing and then former Canberra players. I remember being very... Positive about both of them when they were coming through the system at Canberra, especially Edric as a centre, but he ended up going on the wing and sort of good luck to him mm. making his debut. But uh, Branko in the centres, uh, he'll push Capel in mm. the second row, potentially starting second row, which would then push Sewer, who I think is almost been Queensland's, not their best forward. One of their best. Forward, one of their best. Uh, for sure mm. in the whole series. He was one of the players that actually played pretty well in game two, along with I think Kafusi's been, it's the best I've seen at least Kafusi play for a number of years, these two origin games. Yeah, but he, he was a he he was asleep in the first half of the um, first game. Yeah, he did get exposed on that, that first try. Uh, but mind you, he had to make up for two blokes outside him that had absolute Barry Crockers in the defensive line <laughs> and Capewell. Funny what happens when you actually target players who aren't used to playing in those positions. Uh, and then uh, Dynamis Louis will probably miss out, and Sue will go to the bench. So the other selection, though, and this is the one we want to sort of talk on, is the Harry Grant coming in on the bench. Uh, what does that mean for Jake Friend, in your opinion? It means the clock's ticking, doesn't it? It means so the clock's the ticking just rather, went off rather loudly. first origin game and now it's already ticking. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, look, there's been, you know, over the years, there's been a few players that have played, uh, you know, very, very good at club level mm. um, and then gotten into origin almost, and I'm not saying this is the case with Jake, but it's almost as a, a thank you uh, from... Uh, the state that they never really played for. You know, I mean, I, I can think of a couple for New South Wales. Uh, Nathan Merritt, Hazamel Masri, you know, they went and played. I think they were both single game players, actually. Um, I think Jake Friend will, will probably play a couple more uh, and he'll be in squads, but um, Harry Grant's a future for them. Um, you know, he, the way he played with the Tigers this year in his debut year was sensational. Uh, and he's very tough and smart. And look, have, having him in there, um, uh, this week he's been named at fourteen, hasn't he? Yeah, Is that right? it's on the bench. Yep. Yeah. So, so look, he, he, you know, his obvious spot is nine, but he could fill in if need be at at um, somewhere in the back row or half, or you know, maybe even a five eight or something like that if, if needed. Um, but yeah, he's the future. He's he's got the the future number nine on his back. For you sure. expect a friend to play those first opening twenty, maybe a little bit late, longer. I think it all depends what the scoreline is. I think the, the longer Queensland are in the game. Friend will stay out there. But if the yeah. game goes New South Wales direction early on, I think you'll see um, Brandt introduced pretty quickly. I don't think Wayne Bennett's mm. going to hesitate in game three to, to ring changes if he's got to. I think 
Uh, Phil, oh yeah, Phil yeah. Gould nailed it in the in the telecast uh, and uh, in his podcast this week, just saying. Wayne Bennett knew he had a game three. Uh, game yeah. two got lost, lost lost about twenty minutes in when they scored those back to back tries, and he's just mm. uh, for game three. Another change: uh, Welch has come in for Potawaker as well. Uh, Queensland yeah. look better this game. They look like much better on paper on, in this game. Yeah, look, um, look, Welsh, when Welsh didn't play, I, I thought that was a great, um, you know, kind of bonus for New South Wales. Um, I, I like Welsh. I don't like him when he's playing for for Melbourne very much. They seem to play a different game when they're mm. playing for Melbourne. Um, but anyway, uh, I think I really think Queensland are going to be hard to beat up there, mate. Um, yep. I think I know New South Wales is a better team on paper, but geez, how many times have we seen this? with New South Wales having the better team on paper. Um, we see it probably 75% of the time in origin, you know, apart from, you know, if you, if you could go from, the, you know, in the 80s if when get, they first played. If you get played, rid of that, it's, it's based, oh, I think it's a little bit overstated. I think where that gets lost in is when we had our periods of dominance in the years just out of those periods where we won the three in a row from, I think it was uh, 03 to 05, and then the three in a row from, uh, 92 to 94. Mm. Sort of, because the classic Queensland line has always been, oh, Orange's dead now because New South Wales have won. Mm. And I yeah. think that gets skewed a little bit around the, the quality. There's no doubt at all, though, on paper, this series, uh, mm. we've got a better squad. But, you know, again, we had to go push to a decider last year. It wasn't like it was all our own way. Oh, no. And, and look, uh, Origin wasn't dead when Queensland won eight in a row. Um, it's. I, I think that's. I really hate hearing that. To be honest with you, I'm with you from Queensland. It's, oh, it's dead now. It's dead. Uh, it's like it's like the kid that goes down the park and kicks sand in everyone's face for years, and then all the other kids grow up, and he gets a little bit of sand in his face. And he's like, I don't play anymore. I think no, what you'll find is boring. that's loosely termed as passion in in north of the border. Apparently, yeah. uh, we just uh, lost yeah. half our audience. Uh, <laughs> mate, uh, the other decision. He's like Wales have stuck with is uh, King Gutho defending in the centres. And Jack Whiten made one error for the only or for the first try Queensland scored the other night, um, where he got caught out of position. Uh, he made some amends, amends as the game went on and actually played much better than Gagai in the end. Uh, Gutho though, he's just getting found out as not not making many tackles as a rule. He, he's some of his defensive efforts, man. He's oh. It's not been good to watch. It's it's a, it's a weak point. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I think he's a really exciting runner, Gutho. Um, when he gets the ball, you know, there's a couple of times last week uh, he brought the ball back just like a fullback does when he plays fullback. You know, he looks for that open open space, and he's he's an exciting runner. But he's, you know, I know he's played a, a bit of centre in the past, um, but maybe not enough lately to really have his his um, defensive skills honed. I mean, look. Gutho, Gutho has probably done okay, you know, like, I mean, I, I'll give him a pass mark because mm. they've, they've won one and, you know, uh, but, geez, I think if Katani Staggs was fit, um, it'd be a different right-hand side for New South Wales. It'd be a side that you probably wouldn't go roaming down too often as a Queenslander because you'd get, you know, absolutely hijacked by Katani because we know he can hit and when he hits, he hits like a, you know, a truck. So, um, but anyway, look, he's not there this year. Um, he'll get his chance in the future. And, and I guess Gutho is, is, you know, hopefully he's picked up again because he was better in the second game he than he was, was in the first. 
Um, so let's hope he, uh, you know, he's getting used to that uh, that edge role a little bit more, and we'll see a bit tighter defence from him. Yeah, I think it was just the technique ex- getting exposed even again in that second game that just worried me a little bit. It was like well, under fatigue, he's come up with some efforts that, if the game's tighter, it's going to hurt us. And uh, yeah, yeah, and having said that, though, yeah, I agree with you. He he did a he, he swapped with uh, Car a couple of times to come up into the, um, back into fullback. Oh, sorry, back into the back three to take some uh, kick returns. The versatility is great. Mm. It's just that mm. first contact. I think is the, the bit that worries me. So if I'm Queensland, like I have yeah. in the first two games, I'm just I'm running even relentlessly in game three. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, get to some predictions. The only issue for New South Wales apparently is Car's toe, but. You expect him to play, so there'll be no changes for New South Wales. And that bench, which was fantastic in game two, gets a chance mm. to uh, get one over the Queensland bench again. I think we saw a really good example of just how much of a loss Cam Murray was to an injury in that first game. Uh, yeah. So much, I think, the personnel, is, as good as they were for us in game two, just having that rotation back into vogue, uh, Paulo mm. and Finnecane. Finnecane, who I thought, like, I still can't believe he didn't play in game one, given how well he did. Mm. 15 minutes, that's all he gives us. Those 15 mm. minutes, but they're 15 minutes of up the guts, off the kickoff, off the second or third tackle, just perfect for what you need. You don't need someone who can play 80 minutes coming in off that roll. You need someone who will give yeah. you 10 to 15 of just everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to call him Finucane because that's what I'm used to calling him. I know you like to call him Finucane or whatever you call him. Uh, I'm going to call him Finucane. Dale. Uh, no, Dale was fantastic. <laughs> um, and, and look, I think, I think Isaiah Yo really fitted in well yeah. into the origin role. Um, you know, he's that kind of player. He's big, he's strong. Um, uh, and Nathan Brown was up for the, up for the fight as well. You know, I, I think he was, uh, we know he's got a hot head and he likes to niggle away and doesn't like it when people get in his face and, mm. um, and will react. Um, but look, they all did so well. Uh, and I really hope that, you know, it, it's, a, it, I think we discussed this on a pod a couple of weeks ago, you know, about, um, your, your Canberra side going to Brisbane, um, in the final and, and we wondered you know, why were they a little bit lacklustre and and the fact of the matter is unless Freddie's been able to change something they have to fly up there on the day yeah. and they have to get go straight to the stadium mm-hmm. and they don't get a hotel bed to sleep in for a couple of hours or anywhere anywhere to relax now unless unless Freddie has done a deal with the sleep doctor well he does that able to get a couple Surely he's got something happening cooking there. Maybe maybe he can get some mattresses into the dressing room yeah. or something. You know, well, we know maybe he's getting, close. Hey, the sleep doctor to do the pregame talk would be sweet. That's what I mean. The sleep doctor, the uh, you know, he could he could get in there and do some stuff. Uh, Chief advisor. Um, but no, I, I really hope that they've got something um, where the, the boys can relax because you can't get there too early. If you get there too early... Um, you know, with a chance of maybe laying down, I think you're going to use all your energy. Let's be honest, without a game of footy on is a concrete jungle. It's not... Absolutely it is. The life of And let's be honest, if they do get the 50,000 in there, um, there's not many New South Welsh people that are going to be able to make the, the trip. I mean, out of out of Sydney anyway. I mean, you, you've got some rural areas that can that can go up there. Yeah. Um, but, geez, I'll be rec- I reckon they'll be lucky to get 10,000 supporters no, in there from New I'd South say, Wales. It's going to be a very... Uh, or in the thousands, I'll be impressed. 
very Queensland centric crowd it'll be and uh, it'll be a, the, the old school cauldron for New South Wales. The only but, thing going for the Blues in regards to what you're saying, that whole fly in, fly out thing. The difference for Canberra, that's at the end of, was it 16 straight weeks of footy and 16 yeah. straight weeks of travel? This mm. has been a, a condensed period. Uh, I, I have no doubt that the training sessions probably have been a little less intense. Uh, simply sure. This is a post-season tournament as opposed to the end of a season into the playoffs and all everything yeah. that comes with, with that. Um, having mm. said that, Melbourne completely outplayed Canberra on that night and that's the reason they lost, but this part didn't help. The mm. Blues, mate, they got a chance to go through, Pete, and... I just reckon that's going to be plenty of motivation to keep their mind on the job and, and, and turn up, uh, come the kickoff. Let's get to some tips, mm. buddy, uh, for the actual yep. game. We both said New South Wales would win the series in the preseason. Uh, I know we didn't do a pod in the end um, before game one or game two, but my feeling was 2-1. I just didn't think we, we'd sweep them. I just didn't expect it to be the first game that we lose. Uh, we're both mm. in agreement, though, that New South Wales do take the series and make it three in a row. Oh, yeah. I, I think New South Wales will win. Um, it's just going to be a tough ask to go up there and do it. But I think they've got it in them. Um, I actually thought New South Wales would win 3-0. Okay. I, I, I definitely thought they'd win 3-0. Mm, okay. Predicted score? Predicted score uh, for this one, um, 22-16. I'm going to go uh, 26-10 to the Blues. Uh, first try scorer? Gagai. Oh, he's going Queensland starting early. I'm going uh, Tupu. I said Tupu game one. I said Tupu game two. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, and man, that's... It's, it's like the 80-year-old man that keeps choosing the same numbers in uh, lot I'm telling you, people. I, I stick, tuned in... Stick. <laughs> I tuned in to Vossi's morning show on SEN this morning uh, while I was making my coffee. And he does a segment. I don't listen to it regularly, but I listen to it this particular morning where he does the lotto numbers from the night before. Now, I used to work right. in a news agency, right? And the two numbers that I deduced in the six years I worked there, it was, um, was 27 and 29 kids. And guess what was on okay. the winning lotto numbers last night? 27 and 29, I bet. Well, at least 27. I didn't really listen very carefully. But 27, <laughs> I heard him say 27. Uh, so, okay. stick with that. There's some free advice uh, for you. Uh, mm. I'm mad at match. I'm going, Teddy. What about you? Uh, man of the match. No, I'm not going to go Teddy. I'm going to go um, Damian Cook. Yeah. Which leads to the interesting question. Man of the series, Wally Lewis medal. We're both going to go New South Wales player, given they're going to win the series in our opinion. But uh, who's been the best player over the two games so far, I guess, is my question to you. Billy Slater. Is that the correct answer? <laughs> I, I, mate, I, look... Obviously, Cleary was so good in game two. Um, but I think Cookie wasn't all that far behind him in game two. And and I reckon that he had an okay game in game one, too. And that Until was we were. the forwards this time. Yeah. yeah. And if Cookie plays well on um, tomorrow night, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, he could get man of the series. So you're going with Cook. Uh, I'm going to go yep. Cook as well. I had him written down before you said that on the basis of what you mm -hmm. said, I thought he was really good until the game completely turned in that second half where he just, he couldn't get into the match uh, in game one. Yeah. Outstanding in game two. DC yeah. looks like the biggest threat uh, if Queensland win, I would say. Uh, he mm -hmm. was 
he dominated old poor old Boyd Cordner in that first match and exposed that yeah. whole. Uh, Teddy had a really strong game too. He was quiet and young mm. in the sense that he didn't make a big impact. The effort was there. I think it's between Cook and Teddy. Um, if New mm. South Wales uh, come away uh, with the chocolates. Not just for show. Show? Uh, yep. Buddy, anything else that's uh, taken your eye as we wrap up this uh, Origin 3 uh, preview? We'll, we'll try and do a review of the game uh, in the sure. day or two after yep. the match. But anything quickly you want to get off your chest? Oh, mate, the only thing... Yeah, no, not really. I mean, unless I've, I've forgotten something, um, which I'm sure you'll remind me. Ah, well, um, but I, I thought that, I thought that um, the ladies' Origin game was pretty good last week. Um, I didn't see it. I was out. I only saw the highlights. I didn't see... I was, I was away as well. Uh, Nate and I went... Um, out of the city, we went out to Wagga Wagga, um, but uh, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was close too, um, uh, you know. And um, I'm, I'm impressed, as as you know, I'm impressed with the ladies' game. Um, they're talking about maybe making next year three, three, a, a, you know, a three kind of game series. Mm. I don't. I, I just don't know if if the ladies have enough depth in their ranks to have a three game series. It's always injuries, and there's all you know. But the level of a one-game series so far is so good. Um, you know, it's just entertaining. And yeah, I went to the game last year at North Sydney Oval, and that was great fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the first step, and I know it's been thrown around a bit, should we expand? Should we... The actual NLW, should we even make it a three-game origin series? I think the first, first thing to do, extend mm. the regular season that they play yeah. in NLW. Yeah. I, yeah. I honestly think... Make it twice as long. Correct. Play six rounds. Still yep. play your top two. Play in the grand final on grand final day. You've got yep. to get some. You've got to get some games at that level. That kind of truck, kind of intensity under their belts. Because if you do that, that means X amount of players are going to debut over the course of the season, which is yep. now going to be a season. And it means yep. that you can potentially look at twenty twenty two, having exposed mm. what have we got? Uh, four teams. Let's say twenty per team. There's eighty players. Yep. Yeah. Then you can maybe get another players. two teams. You can get another two teams who have played some, that, that had a bit of exposure to it. And that's exactly. the step that I think you move into. And you maybe add two teams. You don't add yeah. another four. No, just two. I, I think, mate, I think ultimately the, the five-year plan should be to have eight teams to play, you know, eight rounds. And that should be the NRLW season. And then you have an origin and some test matches and stuff like that. And, and I think... Um, yeah, I, I think the future's bright for them because the standard of football that they're playing right now is really good. And, and I think once those extra ladies are exposed to that level of training and fitness and, and you know, being around each other and, you know, getting um, information and all that kind of stuff, I think you'll find that they'll expand, you know, nicely, but in probably five years and, you know, in a very quick way. Um, I There was something else that you said earlier on today that had me a little bit... Um, a question: What's what's happening with Josh Josh Alloway? What's Josh. what's the deal well, with Josh, that? Josh, Josh ain't happy. Josh, uh, Josh Alloway. Josh, Josh wants his cash. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, doing? Josh Cash uh, would yeah. like to go to Manly because yeah. they have lots of money from losing Fanua Blake to the Warriors. It's it's a domino effect, and it will be this way yeah. because the NRL doesn't have the biscuits to step in and change how things are done. Player managers will yeah. continue to dictate the market, and mm. West. Who's his manager? Uh, Tyron Smith, apparently. But the oh, West, okay. the West yeah. Tigers uh, chairman can bloat and moan and say 100% truth, truthful things as much as he mm. likes, but it ain't going to change a thing. 
the way that the game is is policed. Uh, so Josh Alawai apparently is being offered multi-year deal at Manly on the money that Fanua Blake was on. Uh, came back to the Tigers and said, where's my cash? I've only got one year left, up me. And they said, well, you've got one year left. We'll, we'll discuss it. And then all of a sudden things have changed in the space of a month and now he wants out. Um, here's the memo to Justin Pascoe, the West Tigers CEO. Mm. Uh, do what everyone else is doing, mate. Because if you just sit back and wait for them to come and steal your players, you're going to end up with uh, having to sign a lot of players and a lot more money than they should be getting because they're the leftovers. Well, that's where well, you know what? You'd, you'd think the Tigers would know that. Hello, uh, Ryan Madison. Hello, experience. <laughs> well, after about five or six of the players that they've got there that are on overs, and for you know double amount of time that they should have been signed for, mm. you'd think that they would be trying to hold on to the good ones. And and look, Josh Josh Alloway is, is one of their better ones. And um, you know, I, I don't know if he's worth the, the money that Fanua no, Blake but... was on, but if you can grab it, I guess grab it. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't read. It was hidden behind a paywall, some story about him. But I did read a quote that he'll never wear the Tigers jersey that, again. That's the, that's, that's the alleged quote that, that Chamus is running with. Uh, that actual article I had a look at. There's more quotes from the Tigers yeah. than there is Alloway. So, right. it's one line from old Cash Jash Cash, whatever his name is. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of things from that Lee uh, guy, the, the chairman of the, the, the Tigers. It's just Justin Pascoe, right. might get proactive. Go and find someone who's got mm. one year left to deal on their contract somewhere and sign them for heaps of money. Sign them. Just do sign it. Sign them. Because, I mean, if you've done yeah. it before once and you didn't learn your lesson, which was Moses and Bayer getting an upgrade when he was at Canterbury and Canterbury went, thank <laughs> you, take him, take him. Mm. Um, Is he still there, by the way? Is he yeah, still, at, still the at the Tigers? Uh, but yeah. the, the James Tamau, he'll be all right for them, but they're probably paying him massive overs. Josh Reynolds, we know how that's all, all pan, uh, panned out. Mind well, you, Josh we, Reynolds... We also- He's the, he's the first choice, uh, five eight coming into next year. So maybe he'll finally be worth about a third of what he's on um, <laughs> for another year at the Tigers. That's episode 225 of the footage, show, everyone. I said four to five minutes. He's got 20, 25, maybe even 30. Adam. Okay. How do you do it? Wow. Just not nice. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, we're going both Because <laughs> you won't time. talk to me any other time. You just won't talk to me any other time. Let's talk. Wow. You're like, nah, save for wow. the pod. Yeah, well, yeah. save the gold, as they save, or in this case, not the cash. Um, episode 225 get us on Twitter at NRL Tweet R-O-B-V-C-O-X uh, who knows he might he actually tweeted something kind of related to not the footy show the other day to those two genos yeah. did you get a reply from the two genos from the Courier Mail mate? no they didn't uh, soft yeah. just spineless jellyfish they are <laughs> having a go oh, you, you know mate it drives me insane journalists that have, you know are, are just you know you know, serial underachievers in life. I mean, anyone can be a journalist. Mate. I'm telling you now, anyone can be a journalist. Uh, serial underachievers having a go at a young bloke who's, you know, achieved more in football in the six years that he's been playing at that, you know, rep junior level up to now than most football players in 20 years would achieve. And they'd call him the greatest origin flop of all time. I mean, seriously, boys. Mm. Travis, is, Travis, Tra- Travis, hold on. Travis Main was one of them, and I can't remember the other. Uh, I'd never heard of the other guy. The other, the other bloke's name, and he probably won't ever again either. But seriously, wake up. Right, they're they're in good company, in, given how online journalism is going at the moment, uh, is for sure. Uh, Facebook.com slash NRL podcast. We're posting a lot more there at the moment, so hopefully you're enjoying some of that. There was a good one, uh, NRL roast. 
uh, has uh, torched Cam Smith's uh, book release. If you haven't seen it, head over to facebook.com. Uh, I thought that was very clever. We shared it on our, po- on our uh, page as well. Very, very good. He's a very clever dude. Shout out, very shout clever out dude. to Dean as well. Uh, top 10 for interactions among sport pages on, uh, in, in social. Um, yeah, good stuff. On the latest rankings. Well done, mate. It is great to see you get some uh, serious recognition because, mate, you're posting what you like and funnily enough, in social media, that kind of works. Who knew? Uh, anyway, that's been episode 225. Uh, we will reconvene after the Blues. Make it three in a row. And uh, who knows? Maybe Duncan may be seen again. I think he's uh, remodelling BG's way up there at Redcliffe, getting ready for the apparent um, entry of the 17th team into the NRL <laughs> up in Redcliffe. I just, I don't care how much money he got up there. I just, I just don't know how Redcliffe is the answer. But hey, Amber apparently is the answer. We will speak to you soon. That was a really bad reference to an ad from the last 20 years on Sydney television. Yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> New Wales, go the Blues. We'll speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. See you, mate. Take it easy. Pepsi. Thank you. It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation. And we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Not the show. I've got a five-year deal here. Pepsi. <laughs>